Hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Heavens and Streets with Baba and Queen. Today we have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. We have a guest. Our first female guest on the show. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yes. <laughs> In the person of Africa, Rosaline. Yes, that's Rosaline. Woo! <laughs> Yay. And Africa is a producer at F1. So. Imagine. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How far we've come. Aren't you proud of us, guys? <laughs> Hi, Africa. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Looking forward to the last four races of the season. It's going to be busy. Championship yeah. decided. That also you know, calms things yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's see how it goes. <laughs> I'm a bit sad that it has all been yes. decided, you know, but... Well, yeah, it's always like that. Like, especially if you look at the past, like, for example, when Schumacher was, you know, always winning and he would decide a championship, yeah. like, halfway through the season. But it's been an exciting season. Um, there's been a lot of... It's been exciting for Red Exciting <laughs> as 2021. <laughs> well, yeah, exciting. No, not for us. No, we are Ferrari fans. Ferrari fans. Yeah. Sometimes McLaren. No. No. Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> I'm a Daniel Ricardo fan. So if he leaves McLaren, I'm no longer a McLaren fan. I'll burn the shit. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> but imagine when they strike back, it will be even happier for you, even more exciting. We have no hope. Coming back. I don't Unless think we so. <laughs> Keep we were up. so optimistic and full of life at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and I, now I think Ferrari will struggle next year. Yeah. yeah, I think Mercedes is rather going to make a strong comeback. Yeah, if we are to believe them. So yeah. Anyway, first thing we have now. to do actually. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give you a name. We have a to Ghanaian name. name. Oh, yeah. okay. A name. So we are going to ask you when you were born. Day. The day you were born. You don't ask a lady her age. Her age, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very glad that you warned me about this because I had no idea what day I was born. I looked it up and I was born on a Saturday. Ooh, oh, Amma! We are Saturday boys! <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I like Amma. Yes. My little sister is also called Amma. Yeah. So oh, we are a group of Amis. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like A A R, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's very nice. R R pirates. <laughs> anyway, um I think we went we wanted to ask you about about like, your name as well. As well. Yes. yes. Because that was one of the things that drew my attention when I was reaching out to you. Very like, interesting oh, name. That Africa. that always comes up and I have to admit there's many like Odd Uber drives, like when, for example, I'm in the office, big and hill, it's in the middle of nowhere, it's middle of the night, and I'm like, I'm never going to get an Uber. And sometimes, someone accepts it, and, and someone will come, will look at me, he's like, is your name up? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was expecting. That's the only reason why I, ac I accept oh. this drive. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, so, there's not really an interesting story behind, especially because my parents, they've never gone to Africa, they've never left Spain, um, but 
I think they, you know, there was this like, Hollywood movie back in the days. I think it was like Robert Redford and I don't know who else. And it was like Out of Africa. And I think they watched it. They saw like the beautiful sceneries and, you know, how, you know, like vast and natural and, you know, full of resources and unexplored. And they liked what it inspired, and they gave me it. Wow! I wish my parents were a bit more creative with my name. <laughs> what do you want like, to be called? United ah, States. <laughs> they just, they were just like America. Born on Thursday. Wow! Here's your name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's so. I cool. like Baba though. So. Yeah, Baba is a nice name. Yes, fortunately. <laughs> Anyway, I, I think I went through this phase where I wanted to rename myself. I had really? like a Rebecca face. Mm. I had a No <laughs> I had a Regina face, but thank God. What's what's with the R names? I don't know. I don't know. I felt like I don't know. Anyway, thank mm-hmm. God. I, I am now very proud of my name and I like it a lot. So We are glad. We are I really think glad. Let's just get into it. Yeah. The, the main Let's question go. we'll probably ask anyone who comes on is just about your background, how you got into F1. We know it's a bit of a long story, but I think our listeners are also interested to hear it. So, okay, let's see. Um, I come from a family very passionate about Formula One. My father and my brother, um, back in, like, in the early 2000s, they started a Formula One website. Um, I'm from Spain originally, so back in you know, 1999, uh, neither F1 or internet as a thing was big in Spain. It was still early days, even in other countries, but obviously like in, in the USA they were way, way ahead. Um, but my father always wanted, I think because F1 in Spain at that time wasn't something big, and he was very passionate about it. He wanted to find people with whom to connect with yeah. and talk about it, share pictures from old magazines and almost like a forum. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time he was working in a factory, you know, it wasn't like even his main expertise, um, but he started reading about computers and putting all our savings, the family savings into <laughs> buying the first computer. Wow. And and little by little, and with my brother's help, um, they created a website, and that essentially became my journalism school, um, to put it that way. So, so since I was a kid, weekends would be for Formula One, and we would cover every session, every race live. My brother brother would write the commentary, like live commentary of the session. Mm. I would be doing like timings, so like even like writing all the timings from the Formula One website and then like write typing them out on our website. We can learn a lot. (laughs) I developed a very good photographic memory during those years Um, and started writing articles and then I went to journalism school. So did journalism in college and and through there, my last year of university, I got on a scholarship and I went to, to the United States, did my last year there. Um, and I was really focused into staying in the USA, mm-hmm. which we obviously know it's very difficult. <laughs> but, yep. but through that, I, I, I got in touch with 
people from the business, from uh, not spe- not not specifically F1, but but the sports um, uh, digital digital media world, um, and started working on NBC Sports, and that's the only period of my life essentially apart from when I came into the UK and worked briefly for The Guardian, in which I haven't worked in F1. So since, I'm a, since I was a kid until now, 90% of my, of my professional life has been based, in, based on F1. That's true love, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. like a whole life of experiences in, in you know, through everything, like your teenage years. Everything was F1, man. That's like... Wow really cool since we didn't know about <laughs> f1 till when till early this year <laughs> that's what we like yes. to say but we are passionate so i think our passion makes up for it yes, <laughs> it's been yes. Year you already have a podcast like, yeah it's very impressive yes um, yeah we're very determined girls especially yes. here <laughs> But one thing that resonated with me with your story is the fact that your dad set it up um, so he could connect with other people who love F1, which is why we also created the podcast because we wanted to reach out to a lot more people in Ghana and in Africa as a whole who are also passionate about F1 and just talk to them and discuss like things happening in the races and in the F1 community and, you know, Ricardo is leaving. Where is he going? Why was that your example, please? (laughs) That was the first thing that came into my mind. So it's it's nice to have like a group of people to just bounce ideas and thoughts with. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you have like certain ideologies when you're watching the races and you're thinking, oh, this is a common sense thing. But maybe it's not. Yeah. Let's yeah. take last race, for example. <laughs> Which part? The part where we all, like, the whole community thought it was, oh. like, half points. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah, we yeah, all found out points, later that it was full yeah. points. Especially so. F1 being a very, like, technically and rich sport. Yes. You know, it's not, it's not, like, the entry level, uh, to put it that way, it's, it's quite advanced. So. Yeah. For example, from my point of view, for me, it's very important as, a, as an F1 producer to make sure that we put out content out there that helps people understand F1 uh, more easily and to realize, you know, how many aspects there are to it that you could be interested to interested in. You know, some people are more into the technical bits of it. Yeah. Some people like, you know, the the strategy strategy or the or the driver market and yeah. where is everyone going to go or the or the the team aspect of it um so is there's so or, or the or obviously the the physical you know the the um what's the word for this the the athlete you know yes you know, like high level athlete aspect of the sport at least sweat <laughs> <laughs> yes um <laughs> I mean, and I think apart from like just wanting to connect with people, we also feel like we want to share this new passion with other people. You know, we we have flatmates that we forced to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you pushing me? Leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of forced my flatmates to watch Drive to Survive. Yes, at least she's gotten into it. She has a favorite driver now. Episode six. We are making six. Wow. We are making. It was five. We watched five. 
So technically, okay, okay, she's yeah, moving to six. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Jillian, hi. <laughs> Drive to survive has definitely been uh, a before and an after in in, in some ways because mm-hmm. it everyone watches Netflix. Everyone, you know, it's a platform that's accessible to a huge amount of the world, no matter yeah. from where which country you are from, yeah. and 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 explains. F1 in a tone and with a narrative that we are all familiar with. Yes. So, so yeah, it was, it was an important, an important step I think in F1's yeah. development as a as a global sport. Yeah. yeah, and you know, speaking of developments, I think um, I wanted to ask F1 has grown so much and very quickly especially in like a short span of time, let's say since maybe Drive to Survive started. And I just wanted to know if there's like a different direction or there's more to come for Formula One and in which areas do you think? I think there's always going to be more to come, especially, you know, a sport that's in constant evolution. You know, in 2021, Mm -hmm. we've got new rules, for example, and the sport has transformed itself, you know, especially... Also, F1 is the technological pinnacle of motorsport. So, you are, you are, as a sport, it's always aiming to to bring changes to improve, you know, sustain the sustainability of the sport, the 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 technical transfer, the technological transfer from from F1 to to road cars to safety. Now yeah. there is so many areas in which the sport will carry on developing, and and in terms of fan base, um, you know it's a sport that travels the world, which is it's a very unique thing. It's yeah. something that in other sports you only experience the Olympic games, but yeah. they are based in a place, and then four years later, yeah, the yes, yeah. that makes sense. Um, F1 in a year, it will go to, I mean, 20, 19, 20 different countries. So it's, I think it, there is no other way for it rather than apart from growing. And, and I think our aim, our goal is to, is to make it more accessible, essentially, you know, to make sure that um, it's not only the more technically savvy uh, fun that that finds it interesting, but also explaining people all the other aspects of it that are worth you now getting into. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Your favorite era, you know how you spoke about like the changes in rules, so the different kinds of era. Which one would you say you liked? Maybe you don't prefer, but like you could sort of talk about like your different eras. Mm. That's interesting. So, even if I'm young, I'm I the part the part that I like the most about Formula One is the history of it, and and that's the content that I like producing the most. Like, you know, like we we do a lot of, a lot of top tens, top ten videos that are like archive based, mm-hmm. and obviously like Formula One has such a an amazing amount of footage from such a long history yeah so i love just getting into the archive and digging and finding you know finding footage that maybe has has never been seen um in terms of eras of the sport 
Well, I think the like the late eighties, early nineties, mm. like the McLaren dominating era. Even if I didn't, I didn't experience it live because I wasn't alive. <laughs> <laughs> but but mm. I think, I think by creating content around around you know those days, you you start looking at uh, looking at it like as a, as a you know like legendary time of F one yeah. cars were beautiful. You know the engines sounded, you know, like yeah. so nicely. Um, that would have been like the Alan Prost and Senna era exactly. as well. Okay. Yes. And then I was always fascinated by, like, the early nineties that Williams came and developed the the um, the active suspension, and then you know how, you know, even in the, you know how they were putting as much effort as much technology into into improving improving the performance of the cars and just coming with with crazy solutions or like earlier um, early earlier um, like even before those days when you know like ground effect and mm. something that we've we've got back this year with these new regulations so so yeah I think yeah and do you have a favorite car favorite car. I always thought that the it was the Lotuses back in the days mm. th- that were sponsored by John Player Special. They were the black and gold ones. Oh yeah, That's were extremely nice. beautiful. Yeah, I think it was just like it was it was such a sleek design, just black and gold. <laughs> yes, you know, gold I think I've seen the livery. Yeah, it was very pretty. Oh, yeah. nice. Queen, interesting. Over to you. <laughs> I've heard it. Yeah, so I, I mean, we've gone back and forth, but I think we should actually tell the people what you do. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> they are, I'm sure they'll be listening and be like, she said content, content, she creates content. So, <laughs> can you walk us through like a day in your life? But in terms of like, you know, I know you work virtually, you go into the office, so the hybrid thing. And also when you go track side, so the difference across like yeah. all the places that you would actually okay. work in. So, so I'm a content producer. I work for the digital team within, without the digital con, video, you know, the video mm-hmm. team with within digital content. We create like the team that I work with. We create all the video content that goes into everyone's social platforms. F1.com, F1 mm. TV. O- obviously, F1 TV. It's, it's a bigger mix uh, because mm-hmm. it also houses, you know, like live streaming of the sessions and everything else. But in terms of video on demand, we we populate a little bit. Um, so, for example, a day a day when we time at the office uh, here in London, it will depend. If it's a weekday, it, there's going to be a lot of pre-production a lot of so some of the work some of the shows that I exec produce are Jolan Palmer's analysis which we produce after each race Jolan Palmer is one of our commentators he's a former F1 driver and he does a post-race analysis so we film that after each race I also do tech talk our most technical mm-hmm. technical content based show that we do on the on the Fridays of the of the race of the race weekend, so during the weekend it would be um, 
producing those those shows and and at the same time being kind of like the the editorial um, lead of, okay. of the content we put out. So just making sure that everything is, you know, editorially sound, everything is top quality, um, and and obviously I work with a you know, big group of producers, video editors, um, extremely talented, and and yeah, there is a lot. A lot of video that we work on during a given weekend it is it is a lot and it has increased a lot through through the years mm-hmm. and it's also a testament of how much f1's presence in digital media uh, how much it has increased and and that's when it, when i'm in the office if i travel to the races it would be a different day every day uh, we would have a schedule of what what do we have to capture um, on track or you know in the paddock uh, we will have the post-session interviews with the drivers mm-hmm. um, in the in in the in the pen um, sometimes we capture um, specific features with with teams or um, other interviews or other kind of like social activations together with with specific teams um, so yeah that's that's a bit of everything Sounds very interesting, but just a follow-up question on that. So, would you say that when you travel across like countries, like for races, right, the content will depend on, or the number of videos or content you have to sift through will depend on the country. So, let's say you are going to, um, you are going to, I don't want to mention the races. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should, but two races, right? Would it depend on where you're going and how much content is produced there? Or do you have a cap or something like that? Yeah, it's we we work in coordination with the Formula One teams a lot. So mm. um, it it depends like the agenda will be driven by in some way by the races we we go to or also, um, for example, if you're traveling to Mexico, you might do a little bit more things with with Sergio Perez, for example, mm. um, or also always taking into account, you know, how much the teams are also, you know, how how busy the teams are in those mm. during those weekends, and always trying to to not overwhelm overwhelm them yeah. at any given point and you no know, spread out what we do um and yeah it's it's a mix of things what we'll decide what we do where right right yeah you did mention um Jolene palmer and i know we've asked this question before <laughs> but as fun girls we are like oh my god if we meet some people we are going to scream what was your reaction the first time you met a formula one driver and who was it if you'd like to share I think I want to. I think the first time that I actually saw a driver in person, I think it was 2015. I went to preseason testing in Jerez in Spain. Okay. And and I think I just you know I went I, at that time I was still working for NBC, so I was doing something for them and. And my brother was there for for the Formula One for you know for the family's Formula One website, 
So I think it was like the end of the day and and I took, you know, like the voice recorder and I went to, I think it was, I want to say, who was it? Was it Mark, Mark Weber? He wasn't driving then. Who was it? <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely remember Queen. <laughs> I just remember that he had thick accent and I just mm. remember thinking like, Jesus Christ, I have to transcribe this. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like... I, so, in case you guys didn't get it, she was calm, unlike <laughs> some of us. <laughs> it's there. Mm. I think that's the the nicest part about, about working in F1 is that you get to realize that they are just very nice human beings. <laughs> <laughs> we want to find out for ourselves, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do. But it's very nice to know. Like we've heard a lot of stories about how like kind some of them are, mm-hmm. including yeah. Shao. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it's really good to hear that they are human and nice human beings at that. So that's very good to know. Um and what would you say if you had to list like your top five tracks? Mm. That's a good question. Which ones would you say would be on that list? Uh, in terms of just like the track layout, or do you, or as an event? Hmm. Both. <laughs> <laughs> or should we divide them? I mean, you and can make things the, more make fun. Make the question yours. You yeah. can answer however you want. Okay. To. I think as a fan, to get a mix of everything, of like old school tracks. Um, I think Monza and Spa should be like two mandatory ones to visit just mm. because incredible speeds, especially Spa, you know, to, Temple you get, of Speed. <laughs> if you get to to see, you know, the cars going all rouge mm. in Spa mm. Francorchamps, if not mm. also yeah. like Monza, then you get to visit the old the old banking. Um, that's in Queen's favorite. Try, <laughs> try to climb it. Um, as mm. an event Mexican Grand Prix, it's big party. It's it's a very wow. nice atmosphere. Um, the US Grand Prix also a very cool event. Which, which, which one? They keep growing. Um, actually, it's funny. Like next, you know, when when Las Vegas joins the calendar, it would be three events in the, yeah. in the USA. Yes. But it's not the first time. You know, back in the days, like around the the eighties, there was a time in which there were there was the the United States Grand Prix, mm-hmm. the, there was the the Grand the United States West and the United States East. Oh, so we've learned something new, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, I think also it's in the USA's nature. It's so big yeah. that you know yeah. you can have very different events in one place. Um, so yeah, you know going to downtown Austin and enjoying also that, you know, the atmosphere around the race. Monaco, it's a legendary <sighs> Monaco. Yeah. And it's too big for our budget now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of the top ones on our list. When we get sponsored, we go. <laughs> yeah, Monaco, it's, it's a tricky one. It's a, for everything. You know, mm. it's tricky to, to get to, to stay there. Yeah. And then to work on it because... It, everything is so tight that you know as a when you're working with one you know the paddock is very far away from the media center and that sort mm. of thing so logistically it's a it's a trickier one 
but I think everyone it's so unique and it has such a history that everyone yeah. is like the one that no one wants to miss yes actually true since you're a history buff you definitely like Monaco um, so what's your last um, I'm surely forgetting some important one but I think just to get you know, to uh, do a good spread um, between continents I would also add Singapore mm. oh, yeah. you know night race incredible city um, I think everyone really enjoys I, I haven't been and I, I actually had to miss this one's one because I was on my honeymoon that weekend. Woo! <laughs> had to choose between husband and going to Singapore. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so is your husband also into F1? Uh, absolutely not. It's, which is good. You know, it's good okay. to get a break of it. His father is a big Ferrari fan. Um, Ooh. Yeah. We like him. <laughs> yes. So so now he's he's starting to watch more the races, oh. to, you know, to talk to his dad and you know oh. be like, oh, you know, what happened to Ferrari this weekend? Or so <laughs> then you no have one. a lot to talk about <laughs> then. <laughs> Like he's making an effort. Yeah, that's I, good. I think some of us are criteria is must love and must love F1. <laughs> must or must be willing to love. Yes, <laughs> must be teachable. <laughs> yeah, and um, when you think when when we go like let's just go trackside a bit. You've been to you've been trackside quite a bit. What would you say is your favorite experience out of being on the track? any track at all um i think the most the one thing that always kind of like enraptures you is is actually being trackside so sometimes i've taken you know take the phone uh go trackside you know through the 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 paths you know right next to the track actually i did that in in saudi arabia last Mm -hmm. year and and it was amazing. It's it's just you as as a person you don't realize, and especially when you watch it on TV, you don't realize how fast they go. Yeah, how, yeah. Loud, how loud they are. We can attest. <laughs> yeah. So it's I think that's the one thing that makes you. It always makes me feel like like a kid, like that that excitement or that, you know, it's something you can't even like conceive. And you know there is a driver inside that car going at that speed and and remaining in control it's that's that's like that's a magical thing yeah yeah I remember when we went to Silverstone like just seeing the track I was just so emotional was so excited. <laughs> we were like, we and then they came out for I think FP3 and I was like see that's how Milton rides there yeah he it was, was just there. it was so cool because um at first we were not very sure who the drivers were in the car because mm-hmm. they were going by so fast of course. so we had to train our eyes to pick yeah. out like the numbers where the numbers the were yeah. and just like oh that was that was that was yeah it was sort of yes. a game for us and we tried to figure out who, who was in what car and it was just a really nice experience. I and think like the next said, time we will need like one of those yeah, F1. Yeah. So we can hear the headsets and stuff. And it was like you said, when, when you see them coming so fast, like you don't realize on TV how fast they are going. And it was wet too in um, oh, yes. 
and we were and prepared so and it so. was really nice to see how everybody was so into it nobody yeah. stood up no everyone we just, just ready. their umbrellas their raincoats <laughs> and sat down relaxed yeah the british fans or oh, it's they are ready for it when they yeah. go. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it rains, cats and dogs. It's fine. We are here, and also it's it's nice. You know, like if you're like in general admissions area and you can yeah. walk around the track and you get to see see it from different different parts of the of the of the circuit. It's it's a very nice track too to go. Well, when you talk about <laughs> walking, general admission, I was like, admission. no, never again. I, no, <laughs> but no. I get the walking parts. We just didn't do a lot of walking because we, we didn't. We, we did. We did a lot of walking to our seats, yes. but when we got there, we didn't explore because we were just annoying. It took like thirty minutes to walk there. I no? keep telling you, it was an hour. Oh my god! <laughs> an hour to walk so from one of the gates to um Where we between Beckett and mm-hmm. Chapel. Yeah. It was really far it is and <laughs> all i can think about now is paddock tickets <laughs> my 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 husband went with his father um in this past grand prix to to silverstone they came home every day so tired oh my and god my, my, they did more than one day yeah they, so they did the whole weekend <laughs> they did friday and saturday and sunday sunday and sunday they come back and my partner he was like Never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, he he's now he, an F one fan. He's now getting into, into it. it. Exactly. It was yeah. a lot more stressful for him. And so, last, well, final, final oh, question. Man. We want to know your thoughts on the championship so far. So far. Well, there's it, is, it has ended. <laughs> there's no championship anymore. <laughs> but how? What do you think about this year? Maybe oh, compared no, to let's last not let year. it be the last question. I have a last question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bonus. It's like the bonus track. Bonus. Yes, bonus. <laughs> um, so I think it's been a very interesting year, especially because I've also been closer to the technical side. I've loved to see how all the teams were trying to make the most of the new rules mm. and adapting to them. Um, and that kind of like technical you know, competition between, between them has been very interesting to watch. Uh, I've also been happy to see, you know, like I think Max is such a talented driver, and yes. super Max, Max, super <laughs> super Max. Yeah, and and I think it's it's cool to see someone getting established as a you know as one of the top drivers. Mm-hmm. You know, like some some say that winning a title, you know, it's extremely difficult, but mm. to get to win two and two. in a row, um, I think it's. You know that makes you uh, uh, a huge part. He was already a huge part of everyone's, you know, uh, pantheon of legends, and yeah. now even more. And especially him being so young. I yeah. Mean, it's a very, I think it's a very unique um, thing to watch also as a fan because it, it doesn't happen in many generations to get, you know, that type of driver. Um, and then, and then. Yeah, it's probably we come from a season also twenty twenty one that was so crazy, dramatic, so dramatic. <laughs> um, so we might be like, oh, it's already finished, or maybe oh, it wasn't as you know as intense as last year, but but I think it has provided so many good races, um, yes. and still 
you know, still a lot of competition. Maybe if sometimes, you know, Max was at the at you know was on the top, and maybe that the competition was behind. But I think that's also something that Drive to Survive has done a very good job at explaining, and it's not everything interesting that happens in F one happens at, at the, the top. top. Yeah, yeah. Right. and so so yeah, I th- I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this season. Did you enjoy it, guys? No. <laughs> there has been was too much. It was like, a, it was a high, right? It started on a high note and then it just dropped out like a bag of potatoes and stayed there. Yeah, I get that Max is a really, like a generational yes. talent. He's a legend He's and amazing. everything. But I can't be happy for him <laughs> in my heart because I think about the fact that Charlie Claire is just lurking there looking so sad. Aww. And it's just like, it's heartbreaking. It wasn't meant to be this year. Yeah. And hopefully. next year will be better for him. But I also, when I sit down and I think about next year, I think about the fact that Lewis and George will be back in the battle with Checo and Max. And then there will be Charles as well. Don't Carlos. think about it too much, too much. <laughs> Carlos, I'm not so sure. So it's going to be like a five-way battle. It's going to be very interesting. But I don't think... It's going to end the way I want it to. You never know. And yes. I think that's also the, the crucial part is that there is there are so many drivers that could win so many like top tier yeah. talented yeah. drivers. Yeah. You've had you have Charles, you have Carlos, you no, know, Max, Sergio, you know, both you know, both Mercedes, both you know, also Max of course, or you no know, Ricard like there is so many yeah. talented drivers. And and that through the past you know couple seasons you know even Gasly winning races yeah yeah Gasly <laughs> yeah okay my bonus question because <laughs> we didn't think to ask it earlier but we are two women seated oh, here yes. speaking Formula <laughs> One so just generally your, your thoughts on women in motorsports especially these past few years I think there's been an uptick in female fans so general thoughts um, from my point of view I've had an, a great experience working in F1 as a, as a woman I've never been I don't know it's been just I've been able to do my job in the same way that anyone else would do it. Now it's never even been a thought. So so it's it's you know it's very very good seeing that the sport behaves like that and 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 it's only gonna keep getting better and it's also great to see W series and yeah. you know their talents developing. Jamie Chadwick, she's so incredible. <laughs> That's my queen. Me as a Spanish, Marta Garcia. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's 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 yeah, it's a change that you know, dec- for decades and decades, so many w- women have been working for it, and and we are, you know, we are finally seeing the the fruit of of all that effort made yeah. so very very thankful to all the women that have had to fight for it so Susie hello that's my queen <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and, and yeah people that have made it easy for us to just be there and do mm-hmm. our jobs and just be like anyone else yeah 
Yeah. That's nice. Queen. We are going to end wrap up the, ritual. The, <laughs> the serious parts <laughs> on that note. And Africa, we have something we do on the show. Yes. And um, so we I'm are going scared. to get <laughs> before we go eat jollof. Ghanaian Ghanaian jollof. Not Nigerian. Not Ghanian Nigerian jollof, but Ghanaian jollof. <laughs> we are going to, to let her taste. Say, and she also had like plantain chips and then cut your burger. Baba is just <laughs> She and her smacks. Uh, we are going to get you to say a few three phrases. Like three years like Ghanaian. We said we'll start with one. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> Anything so, food. <laughs> so the first one we are going to say is listen to Happens and Streets. So it's Muntie Happens and Streets. Muntie. 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 Yes, Muntie. Herpens as and 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 straight. straight yeah. Yes. Muntie. Herpens are straight. And yeah. straight. Yeah. Not too bad. I can barely speak English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Payback. She has to also teach her something in Spanish. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Now the tables have turned. Okay. Well, we'll have to say, escuchar, herpens are straight. Escutar happens in streets. Exactly. Es- escutar. 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 Escu- is it char? <laughs> <laughs> she was sitting right by me. Did you hear char? I don't hear. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> escutar. You see, it's not just like the T-H. It's a char. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are. Anyways, thank you all for joining us on this episode. It was really amazing to have Africa here with us. Um, thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to follow us on um IG, Twitter, where else? TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) and and like and subscribe, guys. Yes, and And also listen. Yes, I know some of you have not been listening. (laughs) (laughs) What's this? I know that you are you on people's phones. They are listening. They will listen. Well, they have to get to this point first. <laughs> Anyways, tell a friend to tell a friend to, to tell, tell another, another friend, friend that Heavens and Streets are here and we want you to listen to us. And we are here to stay. Yeah. Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.